Have you ever looked up at the stars and wondered if your world and everything in it is merely the result of four pasty weirdos who may not even be wearing pants, sitting at their computers talking to each other? What if the moment these dorks grow bored of imagining your world, they can just ball it up and throw it away? Well, welcome to Disposable Worlds. Welcome to Disposable Worlds, the show where we take the ideas that keep you up all night and put them into a cell with other larger, scarier ideas who will scare them straight. <laughs> so, wait, oh, our, our ideas are the large, scary ones, right? It could be. Some people have large, scary ones, but for the most part, I feel like we've got some pretty large, scary ideas that honestly keep me up at night. This is interesting. So, we're actually not really oh i guess we, we do play a role in this we put all the ideas mm-hmm. in a cell together mm-hmm. we're kind of like the jailers i'm the warden um the corrupt warden with one eyeball and the hook hand that uh, i'm an under i'm an undercover uh jailer i'm in i'm in the cells with the prisoners <laughs> okay i think I'm, I'm probably just the cook i'm here to make sure everything's sanitary for all the terrible ideas they get fed hey right. steven what do ideas eat uh smaller ideas <laughs> that's probably true let's hop right into it and see what we've got in the mix today uh so user tossers delight has submitted uh the idea that there is a set amount of happiness that all of humanity can experience at once um 12 time tony says it's 15 years from now and modern science has finally reached the point where people can control their appearance like video games character creators that's exciting i'm really looking forward to having purple hair you can do that now. <laughs> Steven, you don't... Oh, yeah, that is true. You wait. <laughs> Go to the store. Um, Human Rocket says, trees have feelings too. And Chef Robert Irvine says, when you are born, you are assigned a color. Everything you eat, wear, and use throughout your life has to be that specific color or you explode. <laughs> okay, there it is. There's the mandatory explosion. Yeah, yeah there's at least one. Uh, so, okay, hold on. It's, it's the ultimate How... punishment. Like, if it... <laughs> Are we talking like Roy G. Biv hexadecimal color assignments here? Because that can get really that can get real tight. Hold on, man. I actually have a I actually have a better, more important question. What's up? Um, are we talking like this is something that I realized after recording the last episode? But what if you know it doesn't really specify about what type of explosion? How, what, it is. what explodes? Mm. What if, if you it's know just what like I mean. an emotional explosion? You know, um, you just you just re- respond very ag- I mean, aggressively I, and violently. I feel like to, my like, knuckles pop from time to time. Is that kind of like an explosion? No, no, no. I mean, like you just like to explode at a person, you know, start yelling I, at them. I may have exploded earlier today at someone. Steve, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out <laughs> on a limb and say that emotionally and verbally exploding on somebody is not nearly as dramatic or interesting to our listeners as people literally having a wet explosion of, of viscera. Man. I don't. I don't know why it has to be wet, but <laughs> it's going to be wet unless it's fiery. I mean, if it's like a full-on fire explosion. I was about to say if it's so fiery that it, you know, it, it, yeah, 
all the moisture gets evaporated away instantly. I prefer that. I just don't like a mo- the idea of a moist explosion. <laughs> this is the wettest explosion ever. <laughs> the moistest explosion. <laughs> disturbing. Everything within a hundred yards was just so damped. If we could have, if we could avoid that, that'd be great. Um, uh, user Starbeard. I guess yelling. I guess yelling could be an, a moist explosion if you're like, spitting all over the person or something like that. Ooh. A little bit. Moving on. I don't know. I feel like. <laughs> My kid explodes every once in a while, like emotionally. We need, we need to really explore the concept of a moist explosion. <laughs> just how moist is this explosion? Uh, and I, yeah, honestly, I wish that sometimes he would just have a moist explosion instead of uh, <laughs> an, an, emotion, an emotional one, because it would be easier to clean up after. It would just kind of be done. Uh, right. Starbeard Boy says, time traveling, teen cop. And that's not a bad idea. That sounds like a Van Damme movie <laughs> I would watch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Van Damme oh, was no, about it, 40 It actually years sounds younger. like a Van Damme movie that was made, only he's a teen now. Mm-hmm. Teen cop. Teen, teen, time, <laughs> teen time cop. Teen time cop. <laughs> and uh, user Touch My Water, the CEO, <laughs> says, a world right. where your mama, your mama don't dance and your daddy don't rock and roll. <laughs> So such a sad world. Yeah, that's actually my world currently. I don't know how many other people have this. But <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's where I am right now. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I think that might be my world too. Um, I mean, I certainly haven't been polling my parents whether or not they've danced or rock and rolled recently, but knowing them, uh, I have the feeling it's been quite a while. I'm confident that currently at this at right now they are likely not dancing or yeah. rock and rolling. But you don't know that. I mean, if, if, if you're a mama or a daddy, do you got to dance and rock and roll 24-7? I mean, you got to at least do it a couple times a year, right? Then you dance and rock and roll. You at, least have, you at least have the choice to. When you have kids at home, it's very hard to dance and rock and roll in a, in a suitable fashion. Well, you know, I find, in my experience, I find dancing a lot easier than rock and rolling. I think rock- unless unless you use it colloquially, like let's rock and roll, rock know? and roll. Unless you use it like, like the uh, the going for a jog, let's rock and roll. Let's get this party started. <laughs> yeah, let's go for that jog. Or if you use it as the <laughs> or would he dance? Like dancing is like when you're going into a fight. It's like let's dance. Mm-hmm. You know, in the 1950s, it was used as as slang for fucking. Actually, wait, really? Yeah. No, that was the uh, that was the thing. Rocking and rolling apparently it was slang for fucking. Um, and then uh, it was it was it was fucking music. I see apparently. that. That's what Elvis you know was what? talking about. Holy shit! That makes actually so much sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I never pieced it. Yeah. Together. Well, now you know, and now all these songs are not going to make the same sort of sense to you that mm-hmm. they did a long time ago. They'll have a different meaning now. All about sex. It's all just corny teenagers. That's a mind opener. Yeah. I wonder why they didn't like those kids listen to rock and roll. I wondered what that movie with Kevin Bacon was all about. Yeah. It's about fucking. <laughs> User Sordo says, in order to be married and have kids, you and your partner must compete in a series of challenges against other couples. I, I do like this. That's not a bad idea, honestly. Can, can the challenges be like an, an IQ test? Can that be one of the challenges? It no. could be an IQ test. It's probably mostly just fucking. Um, well. But, wait, what? Because that's how you make babies. Yeah. So in that world, mommies that's, and daddies the, do rock and roll. That's the primary them. method. Mm-hmm. I like, I'd like to see like cup stacking and juggling. Uh, just lots of lots of or clown, budget budget balancing yeah clown oriented challenges because you never know what sort of mess your kids are going to get into right mm-hmm. if if rocking and rolling is, is a, <laughs> you're really stuck on this one huh? is not coming into the new idea 
Cody's in that cell with the old idea with rock and roll. I just can't get past it. This big, this, this big, big scary idea's got me trapped in thing. here. I went undercover to get to get the juice out of the, the other Good. prisoners. You got cornered. I got cornered. I, I'm stuck on rocking and rolling. So if rocking and rolling means having sex, if daddy don't rock and roll, how do they have kids in the first place? Mm, they don't anymore. Oh, okay. He did at one time, and that's how he got into this mess. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he stopped rocking and rolling, because he had yeah, you. Yeah, he's like, no <laughs> he's more. Like, I can't, no more mouth to feed. I don't want any more of that. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't blame daddy. Well, he learned the hard way. He's going to be okay, spending. What was the other idea? Sorry, I was really trapped on that. Uh, in order to be married and have kids, you and your partner must compete in a series of challenges against other couples. Mm-hmm. Now, these might be feats of strength, or it might even be like a dungeon, like a like a tomb of horrors that you have to get through together. Hold on, quick question. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's limited to human couples? Mm, well, it says to be married. Do uh, dogs? Did you gay marry your dogs this this week? Does, okay, to be well. Hold on. It says to be married and have babies. They have to compete with other couples. It doesn't say that they have to compete with other couples trying to be married. <laughs> So you might have to compete with a couple of lions. <laughs> with other <laughs> animals that mate for life. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Well, yeah, it would just be couples, though, too. It wouldn't be a pride of lions, so that's pretty good. It would just be... Yeah, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what they'd say to each other when they're facing down these two lions. At least it's not a pride <laughs> of lions. There's only two. There's only two. <laughs> At least it's just two lions. You take the one on the left. The, well, the, here's the thing. So the male lion doesn't actually hunt. He pretty much just, mm. like, lays around, and all the female mm. lions are the ones who hunt. So if you have a couple... It could be... It could be two lady lions. Yeah, well, you know, that's. I guess this is a progressive lion world that we live yeah, in. Yeah, that's a modern. <laughs> modern it's a modern uh, dungeon. You know, and I'm okay with that. It's a gay pride. It's, it's <laughs> just um, a bunch of lady lions out on their gay pride. Would you have to like successively work your way up like the challenges? So you start off with like penguins, like something that like easy that mates <laughs> in couples. <laughs> I would, and then hell like, yeah. Yeah, and then you have to go... You only say penguins are easy to fight because you've never fought a penguin. I bet I could kick the shit out of a penguin, honestly. I'd love to see Ryan fight a penguin. Well, honestly, it depends. If it was a penguin... You know what? And... I don't want to see Ryan physically abuse a penguin. I'd rather not see that. That's actually it. Yeah. yeah, no, I regretted what I said pretty much immediately afterwards. I like penguins uh, way more than I like Ryan. Then you'll probably want to unsubscribe from but my yeah, YouTube channel. But yeah, I mean, like, like there, there are all sorts of penguins. You know, there's, like, tiny little penguins that... You could probably punt really far, but then there's the emperor penguins and other sorts of much larger, more aggressive. Yeah, the thing about a penguin is they're just like a block of penguin meat. Like there's, they don't have a lot of mobility. I would amend like, my what, comment what? and say that yes, I could take a penguin if I encountered one in a dungeon of some sort, like a dr- a dry, <laughs> but only mo- like a, a, you a, a dry torch lit not, not on ice, not on ice, or in, yes. the, in the water. Yes. Fuck, in no, the, you can't no, take no, a penguin in the water. No, no. You're in Antarctica, probably maybe a 50-50 shot. But if I'm, if I'm, <laughs> the penguins, yeah, penguins are effectively meat torpedoes in the water. <laughs> you can't yeah, take and they're sharp. <laughs> they're sharp at that end. Um, but yeah, if if I'm just you know crawling through a dungeon looking for loot, <laughs> and the DM happens to roll up. Two emperor penguins. <laughs> you look down the hallway and see two emperor penguins. You're helping me. You're helping me build my next campaign right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I was having ideas there for a second. But I was like, you know, yeah. Right. What idea? Put a penguin in a dungeon. <laughs> penguin in a dungeon. <laughs> it just throws everybody. It's like that polar bear in Lost. What? People are like, "What the fuck is going? What's going on? on? Why is this penguin down here?" 
this show must be so deep. I just don't get it. <laughs> um, and let's hit this last one. Touch My Water, the CEO, again says, uh, every time you fart, you have to call your dad and tell him what you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Tell him what you just did? Yeah, which may or may so not be farting. Um, you could... Yeah, do you have to tell him you just farted? Yeah. Do you have to have the context of it? Like, I farted while making a sandwich at Subway. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Do you work at Subway or are you making your own? <laughs> you don't know. You broke into a Subway and you're making a sandwich. You're reaching behind the counter. Like, please, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Famous chef here. Let me do it. Can I step behind there? Uh, can I, can I, I get back on, there, let please? Me make my own sandwich. I don't like other people touching the sandwich. Does, yeah, but does famous chef outweigh sandwich artist? That's hard to say. Uh, Guy, Guy Fieri here, please step aside. <laughs> Guy sandwich. Fieri, famous sandwich artist, please step aside. <laughs> sandwich artist to the stars. You can see my credentials here. All Subway employees must step aside and let Guy Fieri make his own sandwich. <laughs> Guy Fieri, did you just fart? <laughs> Hold on, I have How to call my tell? dad. Oh, you just called your dad. <laughs> <laughs> you talking to your dad right now? <laughs> do you think if, in this world if this is if this is the case do you think like siri can sense it and just like auto dial your dad auto dials it man well that would be well if it was in your back pocket probably but if you're just out and about <laughs> and like somebody rips one next to you it's a new kind of butt dial oh that's true that's when somebody else butt dials your phone no no hey, hey son tell me all about it no dad it was just the guy next to me <laughs> oh, sorry dad yeah he's talking to his dad right now he's he's explaining <laughs> can listen if you want imagine imagine how sad you would be every time you farted if your dad was dead <laughs> do you have to go to his grave and like <laughs> put some flowers down or is there a certain day where you have to like log them all and then go and then like just recount them all at their shrine <laughs> yeah you go to the grave and pull out a notebook it's like april 12th <laughs> 7 15 a.m make a sandwich at some point <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I had to call you dad. <laughs> what if you're at your dad's deathbed and he has just enough time to get out one last one last sentence fart, and and you fart, so you gotta you sorry. gotta spend that sorry, last that small amount of time he has remaining talking about your fart. Well, do you have to tell him if he's already there and like witnesses it? I hate that this is the one we last talked. <laughs> 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 I was trying to get us on to something else earlier, but here we are. All right. Well, that's water, water, water. The CEO or touch my water. The CEO really. He's he's he's, he's got yeah. us figured out. Yeah. That's a big bet. That's those are some big bad those ideas. Some, right yeah. He's got our number. Yeah. Uh, so let's hop back up to to the number one. So there's a set there's a set amount of happy happiness um, that all of humanity can experience at once, and that sounds like collectively. It's like if you're if you're happy and and we're happy somewhere else, somebody's getting a little bit sadder. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Like, let's say hypothetically, if for instance, there's only enough happiness in the world for one person to be happy. So if that one person's happy, no one else is happy. Mm. It's a really bad world to live. He's got to be su- he's got to be super happy though. I'm thinking like Right, that's true. He's got to be maxed out on happy. I'm are we are, th- are we thinking it's more like is it that scarce of a commodity or is it like if 50% of the world is happy, 50% of the no, world no, no, is no, sad? No, no, no. I was just trying to put the the concept, give the concept a frame of reference. I would say like what if everyone has like so many you know, on a scale of one to ten, can only be so happy. So that's like ten happiness points is your max or whatever. <laughs> and there's like maybe a million happiness points that everyone can share in the world. <laughs> a million sounds really low. Yeah, I that's know it low. does. It doesn't specify. But that know? that might actually be a, a very rough 
uh, estimate of what the tides are like right now. If, yeah, it's like there's, there's probably the one, there's, about one million amounts of happiness. There's like the and one percenters all, of happiness. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's probably got a pretty good deal of overlap. And what you know what actually maybe there is no limit on happiness. Let's say that let's say there's no limit. You can have infinite happiness. So if there's a million available happiness points when humanity is first just starting out, mm-hmm. you know, when there's like five humans and they're all just fucking each other all the time, mm-hmm. think of they're just they so happy. They're so blissfully happy. And what if what if all the happiness points available must always be used? <laughs> How do you use what happens when at the happiness point when it's used? Do you give it to someone else? No, it's not burned up. They just have to be in somebody's head at that point. So they're not. Yeah, if you're yeah. the one human remaining, you have one. You you will always have one million happiness yeah. points. Yeah. So like yeah. So body. if you bombed, if if one country bombed every other country, then that country would be the happiest country in the world because all that happiness just got freed up and is in in circulation. <laughs> yeah. So if scientists ever figure out the the, the happiness equation, like the amount of happiness oh, in the world man. and how how it's distributed, they'd probably. Like probably try to keep that under wraps because if governments caught oh, wind yeah. of that, they, you know, that's that's how you get World War Five. Well, okay, so what about this? Could you weaponize drugs and have a whole population just start taking like crazy happiness drugs to the point where like all the happiness is getting locked up in their brain waves, and then everybody else just commits suicide you, because they're so unhappy? If you can define specifically, like you know, that making this group of people happier will make this other group of people sad. There's got to be a way to figure out how it transfers, right? Like where the flow when, goes. Yeah, where the where where does the happiness? How do you spend happiness points, and where does it go? And then you and then you catch yeah. it. You can catch it in a bug jar, <laughs> dream catchers, and store it away in Panama. In in That's a lock, what fireflies are. That is, <laughs> they're happiness traveling yeah. from one person to That's the other. That's why they keep vanishing. Yeah, and you have to eat as um, many as you can when you see them. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that happiness. That doesn't belong to you. <laughs> so, what, what? How many happiness points do you think you have on average? Mm, out of oh. ten, or out of like an unlimited amount? Uh, how do? What's the scale here? Is ten like, like your head's popping off? Yeah, the happiest, happiness? the happiest you've ever been. You're so happy you want to off yourself. <laughs> I'm so to, happy. Just, so, so, fucking... that, so that moment can be yeah. <laughs> the last of your life. Who who doesn't want to die? Yeah. Like, well, it's never going to get in better. In that than case, this. I'm probably at like a two. On average, Generally. on average, <laughs> yeah. that's probably incredible. Honestly, mm-hmm. that's probably like a world record right there, too. Especially if there's only a million <laughs> in the world. Actually, Damn, yeah, no, that's probably <laughs> that's way too. How can much. I get to it too? Two happiness and one guy. <laughs> Man, my bucket list is get up to one yeah, someday. Geez. Like <laughs> a whole happiness. Happiness, happiness points are like bitcoins at this point. Yeah, you can only get in, like, it's going to cost you to get in at a 10th. I only have two Satoshi of happiness. (laughs) All right, so if we're we're quantifying um, happiness on a scale of, like, you know, 1 to 10, and 10 is, like, soul-crushingly happy to the point where you just want to end it. (laughs) Depressingly happy. And 0 being soul-crushingly sad. Um, So, like, like a a 5 would be right up there, though. I mean, like... That would that would be really good. You would think that that would five would be probably incredible. Yeah, be, like, I mean, five is I've never experienced probably five. like I I would think that's somewhere along the lines of like one of your happiest days or whatever. Like you like the day you fall in love or something like that. Maybe that's like a six or seven or something like that. Possibly, <laughs> I don't know because like I feel like a ten is just like your mind numbingly insanely happy. 
Um, well, let's try to think of this in terms of like the people in our lives. Uh-huh. Like, like so the the day you fell in love with your wife, that was that registered as like a low six for you. <laughs> well, I like a D. If you were to give it a grade, it would be a D. Well, I didn't. Um, I didn't feel like killing myself. I wasn't so happy that I felt like just blowing my brains out to let okay. so that the credits would start rolling there. Um, yeah, you know what? That might actually not be what happens. I've never been that happy, so like I, I just assume. You yeah, know. I don't know. Um, on the off chance, I always carry around a pistol with one bullet in it. <laughs> on the off chance, I reach ever, 10. I ever achieve <laughs> ten happiness, and I'm just ready. So, if in the event you defeat those penguins <laughs> and you can't get married and have kids. You know what? That's the thing. So love for you is is registering at a six on the happiness scale because you know what? It's there's no stakes, man. You meet the person you love, you fall in love, and that's it. Love and getting married and having kids in this world, there's there's some serious fucking stakes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, you had to fight work. like a whole dungeon full of like animals. Yeah, um, and other human I beings. Can't imagine the it's it's all relative it's all about the struggle the strife like you're not really overcoming anything other than like you know soul crushing loneliness when you fall in exactly. love and get married in our world <laughs> but in this world you're overcoming loneliness and a gay pride of lions <laughs> with, with, with a sword and a shield and your wits <laughs> and your will to love and that pro- that's probably got to feel that's probably got to uh, feel pretty dang good not only did we best those lions but we get to have that's kids true. Yeah, you're probably up there at like a seven or an eight, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you one more point. <laughs> that's true. You don't want to get too high because you don't want to off yourselves immediately. No, you don't. That's the risk you run. You don't want to amass too much happiness. Honey, we did it. H- honey, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh no, it's like I'm so happy now. <laughs> honey, I'm gonna kill you and me. Honey, put down the gun. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's 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 really dangerous. I mean, because it, it, it it's a different sort of a a story when. It's not just like your brain is just, you know, it's like this is my brain and this is how happy it's wired to be or or whatever. I only have this much neural capacity for, you know, the chemicals that make me happy. It's like there's like an ebb and flow of like a happiness juice out there and it can be locked up in some people and it can be sucked away from other gotta people. got to swim around in my happiness ocean. Do you think it's it's random? Well, I don't know. I mean, like I just feel like if there's a capacity, there might be some sort of a tide, you know, of it where like some somebody just becomes like a geyser of happiness and just erupts in pure <laughs> pure <laughs> happiness. Or somebody is like a like a siphon for it, like just a total wet blanket that just like sucks it all away. I have some friends who are like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just in a very much more literal sort of a sense. And it makes them happy, apparently, because they'll be siphoning it off of other people. That's true, like a happiness vampire. Or like internet trolls or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm into that because it's 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 kinda horrific. Uh, <laughs> honestly. You're in oh, you're into it because it's horrific. Oh, you're are you into a set amount of happiness? Is that what you're into? Uh no, no. I'm into it just being like this like a finite amount out there that can also be locked up in other people or just like you can get way too much of it. It's like um, in the in the Wheel of Time or something like that. There's the people who can use magic and they can open themselves up to this force, but they Ooh. can also burn themselves out by that's, by taking on true. too much you of it. Burn yourself out of happiness. <laughs> yeah, and you can never be happy again. Happy? I don't. I can't feel anything anymore. <laughs> the only problem with this world, so like we have a we have a pretty clear indicator for when we're happy. We smile. We smile mm-hmm. when we're happy. Yeah. It's just like a knee jerk reaction. We can't control that. 
So I'd imagine in this world where you know happiness is limited and you want some of that good, good, delicious happiness, mm-hmm. that good, moist, wet, supple, delicious happiness <laughs> in your body, what are you going to do when you see someone else smiling? Um, Especially if, like, they, they're smiling for no reason. You know, just like when you're when you're just giddy on life, you're walking down the street smiling to yourself, you're going to get stabbed. You, you get fucking stabbed. Yeah, all those people who want your happiness points, they're going to try and pull them right out of your abdomen. Yeah. I wonder if you can actually steal them directly. Well, yeah. Does it like come out of them like a fluid, like a like a, like a wet juice, or does it like, like a big glowing cube? Or does it go into the does it go into the ether or whatever? And you have to be open to it to siphon it up. Maybe maybe it's kind of like Highlander. Oh, where you cut off their head, <laughs> like all of their cut off their head, drink their blood, <laughs> and you're filled with their happiness. their happiness. Electricity comes out of the sky. I will become the most happy person. <laughs> I'm enjoying this so much. Maybe that's how you get happiness in this world. Everyone starts off with the same amount of happiness. It's a fraction of a fraction of a single happiness point. But as soon as you kill that's someone... True. I feel like I haven't gotten any happier since the last person I beheaded. Well, okay, so is is that how the, the, the uh, couple's dungeon works? You're in there <laughs> and, you just, and you have to kill off other people to get enough happiness to make it through the parenting process? Oh, you just keep accumulating. You yeah. have to get enough joy and happiness to spread to the child that you're allowed to have. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think that's the real ticket there. That sounds about right. So are those the worlds that we're combining oh, here. Uh, it's um, working so far. I think, I think so. I like it. <laughs> seems to. Gel. Yeah. Seems like they're gelling a bit. And then maybe occasionally you call your dad when you fart. <laughs> <laughs> that's just part of because it makes him happy. Yeah. It's just part of the love process. This is your dad. Yeah. Maybe that's how. Is that how happiness escapes your body? Is by farting. Can you imagine how? Can you imagine how frustrating it would be, like, in the midst of one of your couple challenges you just burn one out real fast you gotta call your dad you gotta call your dad it's like honey can you hold off the lines for a second is that how <laughs> is that how happiness escapes your body though is by farting and then you have to call your dad for uh, parental guidance and he can he can give you dad, some dad I, dad i feel sad i was thinking there's like a there's like all dads have like a tribunal and they calculate <laughs> how much happiness is and where and all this they're like the the dads are the ones in control of the happiness because they know every butt that it leaks out they're like of. a happiness accountant <laughs> you realize dads are a hive mind steven right <laughs> that's why they go down to the tribunal dads have like a you know military all yeah. dads are sitting there at the yeah. tribunal with a I phone mean, in front there's of like them. a local you know there's a hierarchy you go you probably have to have a phone per kid yeah a lot of phones i don't like this i I don't like this world i shouldn't have made that fart joke we gotta get out of here let's escape from the fart one can we pretend we didn't get that idea let's Um, pretend that's that's a weak pathetic idea let's pretend that idea is getting out of here that idea is on parole he's no longer our problem he's out of the cage although if i had that idea caged i would never let it out never let that idea see the light of day put it in the deepest darkest dungeon that idea has got solitary right now i think my favorite two are the ones we've already chosen I like the color one. The color one's interesting. The color one's neat, but again, I like it brings me right back to the question I asked earlier. Like, how specific is it? Is light blue the same as dark blue, or do you have to really get into the gradients of like where this is on the hexadecimal color gradient? That'd probably be pretty tough. Are you just given like a random hexadecimal? Maybe pa- maybe Pantone would be a little yeah. bit better. Even then, like. Color matching is a bitch, man. It's not easy. Take it like yeah. a, as a designer. I try to do some color matching. Not fun. Not not a good time. 
people are going to be exploding all the time. And how does it happen? Is it just when you notice it? Or is it just like as soon as you touch the wrong color that's like just even a percent off yeah. in hue? And so I went on to um, random.org and got a random hex color. Um, and it's kind of a – so mine's sort of like a sorbet. It's sort of like a raspberry sorbet color, really. Every color is sort of like a sorbet. <laughs> raspberry sorbet color. <laughs> Um, so I, I could be fine eating raspberry sorbet and like mixed berries, like mixed berry, like jam or something like that. That's true. There are some colors that would probably be difficult to eat all the time. I think it has to be looser. It can't be a specific okay. hex. Is it more of a, an RG biv sort of a thing where it's like you get red, you get orange, you get, you know, yellow, That's you get what magenta. Was, yeah. So, but, but and you just have to hope you're not born colorblind. It sucks oh. if you get indigo. Like what is, what is that shit? and what food is indigo you gotta be dying your food all the time it's hopeless and how heavily do you have to die like a steak before you can eat it (laughs) yeah you've got it you'll have to eat white meat because white meat's the easiest to die that's true but so is it anything that you eat that is that color will give you the sustenance that you need or are you just screwed if you get something that like you just can't possibly get the amino acids yeah well that's the thing you won't get the sustenance you need because you'll explode (laughs) Yeah, but if you have violet or whatever, like you can only eat so many flowers and stuff before you just die of malnourishment. Well, it says you're assigned a color, so maybe they're aware that, like, yeah, maybe some of these colors aren't too practical. So this is this is straight up a soylent green situation, but there's also <laughs> soylent blue and soylent red and soylent indigo. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder if like this is their like how they determine their caste system in this world. Don't associate it, with know, him; like, he's a soylent green eater. Like if you if you get a if you get brown that's actually probably a pretty good one mm-hmm. all things considered Eat some. like wearing brown not a lot of people wear brown all the time but eating brown lots of food can be brown especially if you burn lots it. of gravy yeah <laughs> you know what you know what we should have just like excluded this idea right off the bat because we already we already did explosion town last week mm. we're done with explosions moving on no more explosions Outta but here. we're not done with t- time traveling teen cops though yeah we're not we, done we with time traveling bring, teen cops I was thinking that's probably the one we can bring in right. So this kid we has to be exceptional. We can't bring that into happiness world. The only problem with bringing that into happiness world is if there is a if a time traveling teen cop exists in your world, you are always happy. <laughs> but it, okay, but that's no, that's the problem though is that like he's not a time traveling teen cop until he's actually traveled backwards in time. So where he's from before he was a time traveler, maybe like something happened and there's like a sadness apocalypse and there's just not as much happiness. Maybe maybe it was. Maybe they burned it all up making happiness gasoline for their happiness cars and stuff. And he's got to travel back into the oh. past to bring some to load up on happiness to go back into the future to discharge so it. So he's stealing. Well, maybe that's how the past lost all their happiness because fucking time traveling teen cops show up and steal all their happiness and take it. <laughs> so it's, it's all in the future. That could be. Maybe in the future there's like some sort of happiness corporation where it's like, you know where there's a whole lot of happiness. In the past. The only crimes the only crimes in this world are joy crimes. <laughs> joy crimes. <laughs> What's a joy crime, Stephen? Uh, a crime where you increase your happiness. You, you're far too happy. You are. You have, you have gotten too happy. What if as soon as you reach a certain happiness point, like uh, all of a sudden like you're wearing like a, a, a shock collar? Because, you know what, if I were really happy and I suddenly got shocked, I probably wouldn't be as happy anymore. Not nearly as happy. That would affect it. Unless I were a masochist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're into that sort of thing. That's a positive feedback loop that you just cannot stop. Maybe that's what happened. (laughs) Maybe that's what happened is that they had, they like, the the ultimate villain 
like the Joker or something like that. They put him in a shock collar, and he loved it so much that he just sucked all the happiness up, and then he became like a happiness singularity and just imploded. And so much. And then the future had to send back their best team cop mm-hmm. to prevent that from happening. God damn it, team cop! The, the only cop who's immune to joy, a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's too angsty. He's way too Just, angsty. He won't. He's so angsty. He won't. He won't feel the joy of the past. He's the only one we can send. There has to be a way to remove your happiness and give it to other people. I, I mean, with your dick. That's the way I do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, here, son. <laughs> oh, no, not like that. <laughs> It's mostly other people's moms. I feel so. Um, I feel so sad right now. I've got just the thing. <laughs> Let me show you. This will cheer you right up. <laughs> it's gonna make me feel awful, but jeez. Ryan, that worked. That worked as a funny thing about you being a ladies' man. You pleasing the ladies, but in any other situation, in any other context, that is disgusting and terrible. <laughs> it's so... I just like to go to the hospital and cheer up the patients. <laughs> <laughs> I just get a. They wheel him in to, into a whole big room, and I just... Mom, Dad, why are you so sad? Well, she doesn't dance, and I don't rock and roll, rock and roll anymore. I got just the thing. I can help you guys I'll show you how I rock and roll. <laughs> this, this, again, gets into kind of like a masochist with the dog collar situation, where Ryan seems to be enjoying making other people happy, you know? Yeah. Now, imagine, like, as soon as you start to break the one like million population barrier and you start to realize that like like as soon as a child is born like man i'm just not as happy as i was a second ago. well i feel like it's a it's a self-correcting system though like when the happiness gets so spread thin people just start killing killing themselves anyway and then it like <laughs> it kind of just corrects itself <laughs> that's a really good it's the free market in action the free happiness is there anything about this happiness market that's free I mean, uh, it works. Pretty... It, it just it's it's self governing. You don't need regulations on this. Well, they, they this this actually this society is actually heavily regulated, because um, <laughs> we're controlling the population by having couples compete to see if they can have kids. So maybe they just started that pretty early on because they're totally aware of like the the shared pool of yeah, happiness. The very the very limited world. amounts of happiness that their kids will get to so have. So like, sorry, not every Tom, Dick, and Larry can have kids. And you know what? Maybe I guess like. There's a certain amount of happiness. Oh, it's this time it actually specifies humanity. It doesn't say yeah. people. Can't we can't say that those fucking lions that you're battling against are uh, competing with you for yeah, happiness? Yeah, and they don't. That would be interesting, though. They don't share in the pool of happiness. They can't steal your happiness from you. So I guess with that in mind, it doesn't make sense to have couples compete against lions. It's got to be other humans. That's that's yeah. That's how you would get the happiness to spread more. Well, the thing is, like, while the humans are controlling their population so that they can share happiness amongst themselves lions aren't and their population is going to explode there's going to be fucking lions everywhere man it's going to be a real problem if there are no humans fighting these lions in gladiatorial arenas to have kids <laughs> the world will be taken over it by seems lions. like a problem we really created by making the people fight with the lions and have kids in the first place this is a slippery slope uh, we started fighting all the lions and then our happiness started going back up and we decided to stop fighting the lions and man so if, if happiness is something that does ebb and flow, I wonder if you can train yourself, if you can like meditate uh, and, and train your mind to create like a happiness mind cage, like a vice. To lock your happiness so that when, away. when you are happy, when it does flow into you on that rare occasion, you can just like snatch it up. Yeah. Throw it into your mind vice. Lock it away deep in your mind vault. 
and keep just enough to where you don't want to off yourself. Well, that's that's probably what monks are doing in our world too. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it explains a lot. You know, it would make sense because, like, what if you know, if if this is the case, and happiness is a resource that we all share, we're all competing for it. It makes sense for the monks to suck it all up and not share it with other people. Yeah, and like, to not tell us that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're altruistically being the happiest, most fulfilled people in all of space and time. Yeah. So that everyone can else be equally miserable. Equally, well, you know, they're trying to reduce the overall flow. You know, they see it that yeah. they're they're decreasing the distance between our lows and our highs by taking just a little bit for themselves and not letting it go. That could be the only explanation for why anyone would take a vow of celibacy. Because <laughs> they're yeah, sucking up all I, the happiness. <laughs> I, I gave this... I just locked it up in celibacy. This little piece of happiness that I found, it, it's got a cage of celibacy around it now, and that's where I keep it. Yeah, and this is why, and this is why we, we they can justify taking a vow of celibacy, because they are already so happy anyway, they don't need Ryan's dick to make them happy. <laughs> that's uh, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they, they don't need it. They may want it, I mean, but they don't need it. It's, Still want it. <laughs> well, then they can't truly be happy, then. Just saying. Um, I think that's totally feasible. I think that's feasible. So, But they're doing it... <laughs> but are they doing it for selfish reasons or to save humanity? I like to think they're doing yeah. it to save humanity. I don't know. I've never been a monk. They're like these bodhisattvas of just like just stealing up all of the happiness i think and they're locking out. it away carefully in themselves so that our you know the difference between our lows and our highs are less extreme and people mm. get more used to being just a little bit less happy and maybe you know if they have the, the mental power to be able to lock happiness within themselves maybe they could even like separate it from themselves where it's just their it's there, but they don't touch it. Can they project it to places that need it? So, like, they are, like, capacitors for happiness. They, like, lock it up oh, until... Oh, yeah. That could be. They regulate the happiness. Yeah. But what happens if, like... So, if you if you find one of these guys, they're probably intensely concentrating. They're, like, you know, like, underneath of a tree somewhere or, like, in a cave. Uh, they might be oblivious to, like, the physical world. So if you find so it'd one, be easy to sneak up behind. Yeah, them. and you heart. Can Kill you take? Can you to be able to just like? Would they be like a wellspring of happiness if you? Well, the thing is, you might you might not be with how little happiness you probably have experienced on a daily <laughs> basis. Like how little happiness the monks allow you. Mm. As soon as you kill one and suck their happiness out, you will probably instantly combust. Well, because you just can't contain. You can't handle that much happiness. With your description of them just then, where you say You're that they overdosing. only allow you to have so much happiness, makes it seem like. They could easily be perceived as like a pretty negative force. Like, who are they to decide? Well, I, I would think it's like the lesser of two evils. Because if they just let happiness run rampant, you know, we're gonna get we're gonna have Cain and Abel situations all over the place. Because <laughs> Cain was so happy, he just had to. Or was it just that Abel was so happy he had to like? Yeah, you had to end I, it. Either down. way, man. Or it doesn't even matter if they were if one or the other was happy or not. The other perceived the they perceived each other to be happy. That's where the conflict comes from. I remember that parable. But if everyone is so miserable all the time, like And then God said, and that's why you shouldn't be as happy. <laughs> it's for your own good. Experience trust me. sadness from time to time. It can be good for you. <laughs> 
Bilt's character. Right, thanks, thanks, God. Wow. Um, I'm not gonna disagree with that, but also it's almost like saying like the Jedi just like if Jedi like sucked up like certain amounts of the Force because they just didn't trust anybody or believe that certain people should have as much Force as they as they as they could normally walk would away with. Would you put with. it past the Jedi? I mean, that sounds about right. I though. would. I would. I would absolutely believe the Jedi did that. Maybe that's the whole yeah, man. Maybe that was the whole problem. That's yeah. That's that's why we had to execute Order sixty six. Maybe that's why only Skywalkers get the Force. That's well. I uh, guess the sucked it away from them. Well, it just shows that trickle down happiness just doesn't work because if, if you give all the happiness to a few people, they don't. It doesn't come down to the. Yeah, they just don't. Yeah, they don't share it. No, they just. Yeah, they just lock it up in in more investments. <laughs> Maybe they just don't know how to share it. Maybe they need to be taught. Time traveling time cop could show them. Teen yeah. cop. Yes. He, I'm from the future. I can teach you all. And while I'm at it, solve crime. We've, we've <laughs> developed a method of sharing our happiness in the future because we have so, so if time little. Traveling, if time traveling teen cop comes from the future to our time yes. to solve crimes, is he solving crimes based off of like our legal system or the future legal system like how many laws do we not know about that will be written do we break every day time laws yeah does he have to be aware of the jurisdiction of like well i would i would think that if you have the authority to travel through time you know what? you're right he's probably out of his time jurisdiction well if you've got travel <laughs> if you've got time traveling power like i think your authority kind of extends into whatever time you can put it into I think well, I think eventually, if time traveling, uh, pol- if policing all of time becomes a thing, there probably will be time jurisdictions. Time jurisdictions. Where it's just like, listen, during this time period, murder's a freebie. Uh, That's a go ahead. Okay. Like, so, <laughs> so what has to happen is that you have to have time lawyers and time judges go back into time first oh, and establish courts of law. I want to be law. a time judge. Where can I become a time judge? Are the lawyers teenagers too? Are the are the judges teens? Well, yeah, you have to have teen. You have to have teen time lawyers to go <laughs> and get the laws passed. <laughs> To give jurisdiction and authority to tra- time traveling team cop. Oh, uh, does time traveling team cop have to wear a body cam? Uh, probably. He's been known to overstep his bounds. Now, does time traveling team cop? He goes to a, another time, and does he? Do you think he hunts down like crime in that time, or does he? Do, do time traveling team cops exist purely to hunt down time traveling team criminals? <laughs> <laughs> You guys have been drinking alcohol before you're. Not only were you not eighteen, but you did it twenty years before you would have been become eighteen. <laughs> That's twice as illegal. <laughs> and they don't cancel out. Well, they have to go back. They have to look. Um, so t- time traveling teen cop has to like look at the historical charts of like what the best raves of all time were. So that he can travel back in time to those raves and bust all the kids <laughs> that traveled from the bust future. Bust, to... bust all the time-traveling teen kids doing time-traveling drugs. Yeah, that traveled Dude, back. Dude, time drugs must be crazy. Ugh. But you're right. A time lawyer, like, I, I'm, I can only imagine that, like, m- memorizing or being at least somewhat aware of all the bullshit fucking law that we have, like, bird law mm-hmm. and stuff like and that. And then add a fourth <laughs> dimension to it. Time bird law. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then knowing all all law through time, mm-hmm. man, lawyering has got to be fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Especially, like, if you still have to go to high school. Because yeah. <laughs> you can get off on technicalities so easily where it's like, the defense is like, yes, but he was arrested 20 seconds after that his time jurisdiction extended. I wonder if, like, a lot of the bad shit that goes wrong in our world is, like, the result of 
time traveling criminals you know mm. like like the like the ivory trade is pretty big mm-hmm. what if it's even bigger in the future <laughs> so a majority of the elephants and rhinos that are killed mm-hmm. off are the res- are the result of time traveling teen poachers the reason it's so rare now is because people have come from the future to take it from us yeah <laughs> exactly all all of trump's ancestors or all of trump's descendants are traveling back in time to get all that sweet sweet ivory the only that, way Trump could have possibly won that election is by time traveling team Russians rigging the election, mm-hmm. saying like we won't have Mecca Russia in the future if we don't win the election. Trump needs election. to win for ultimate Russia. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mecca. I I like Mecca Russia mostly because I imagine it. It's just like a wandering robot that has an entire <laughs> population of people living inside of it. Big robot. They just turned the entire Russian civilization into a giant robot i would vote for that um yeah man so is everyone in this in the future in the what if okay so time traveling time traveling teen cop is from the future now does the future have to worry about the future's future like time traveling teen cops do they have to worry about they have to worry about past cops coming from the past from when time traveling was first invented into the future and fucking with their shit criminal Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how embarrassing would it be to be like a time traveling cop and then to be arrested by your past time traveling teen cop self <laughs> in the future? Damn it! What kind of intel would that you'd have to have had too? Where it's like twenty five years from now, you're gonna get you're gonna get wrapped up in a serious heroin deal ring. You just get some. You just get some minority report precogs well, in the mix. I mean, this is strikingly similar to the plot of Looper, right? Isn't that what this movie was it, about? I have no idea. It is, but like, imagine <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a teen, uh, arresting himself. Uh, okay, arresting, arresting an older version of himself. Arresting himself, but he goes to the future to do it, and he he books himself. Um, but maybe he actually probably knows that he's booking himself because yeah. it's like, what if what if that's even part of like police academy to graduate <laughs> to arrest you to go and arrest yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets admitted into uh, time traveling teen cop school <laughs> is actually. A future convicted felon. <laughs> they have to go and arrest themselves. So, like your final exam to to prove your loyalty and commitment to time traveling teen uh, cop. <laughs> time traveling team cop studio. I don't. I don't know. I feel like that's not even the ultimate test because each one of those people would be a broken shell when they like realize what they are like. You know, twenty five years in the God, future. That's what I become. Like I would have thought, you would have been a lot taller by now, you piece of shit. Oh, yeah. I think the biggest test is to go into the past and have to arrest your parents. I think that would be a lot more challenging. <laughs> that's how they meet. Be- oh, because because they didn't go through the proper legal channels to have children. Mm, yeah. Shit. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. As in, they didn't fight that's in a the twist. arenas. Yeah. So every every time traveling teen cop is actually uh, was orphaned when their parents were arrested by themselves. <laughs> They're just lost in time. They were never born. They're they're part of a weird like uh, fractured timeline in which they never should have been born. Time tra- traveling teen cop, I think, is a win. It's hard to say actually. I don't know. Maybe maybe when we actually pitch this movie, just like how they they changed uh, what Live Die Repeat to Edge of Tomorrow, we might change it to something like we might have to sexy it up. For the for the Hollywood studios, <laughs> or it could just be like TTTC, uh, yeah, uh, or JTTTC starring Jonathan Taylor Thomas. 
Jonathan Taylor Thomas Time Traveling Team. JTTTTTTC. I don't think he was a teenager. No, but there's a lot of footage of him as a teenager. But they go back in time and get teen Jonathan. He would just all of the scenes of his teenager years would just be edited out of Tool Time Home Improvement episodes. Just old shots of home improvement and yeah. into a teenage time traveling cop movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Let's talk about people who aged weird. Is he one? Uh, yes. Uh, he still looks pretty young. Yeah, but not like, you think he could play a teen cop, Ryan? Yeah, I think he could play a teen cop. He's still pretty fresh faced. <laughs> They'll just say like in the future, teens are older. <laughs> teens are 30. Uh, you know. <laughs> I've seen Power Rangers. Those kids were not teenagers. Yeah, it's true. That's true, but they were dumb. They were really dumb, so they were probably held back. <laughs> they just failed uh, 11th grade 10 times. I wonder if like being a time-traveling teen is actually really just part of your high school curriculum. <laughs> it's kind of like Boy Scouts when they send you out into the woods for like a night and you have to like survive and make a fire and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. Exactly. They have such a low opinion of the past, like... Like, they don't even bother sending their time-traveling adult cops to the past because it's just, it's not even worth their fucking time, man. There's bigger shit to deal with. They're trying to fight off the invasion of time-traveling teenagers from their own future. (laughs) (laughs) So they've got other shit to worry about. Yeah, yeah, where does their jurisdiction end? At what point do you no longer see time-traveling teen cops? I keep Mm. saying time. It's hard to say. I don't like this. (laughs) Time-traveling. Uh, I feel like it's a perpetual struggle. Once you start getting that tangle going on of of time loops and stuff, it's like then you've got a multiverse sort of a situation going on. And, and where do you go after you've arrested all your past and future family members and yourself? Uh, well, it's not possible. It's infinite realities at that point. Um, oh, so, oh, wait. So that's the type of time system we have here. It's branching. It's not linear. It's not... Yeah. It just goes. It's just a never-ending battle. It's like the war on drugs. It's like once you start it... <laughs> The war on drugs is not <laughs> Once you started, there's no ending it. It's just a... And the war on terror, it's just a thing that has to... It's perpetual. Like, you can't win that war. Yeah. It just goes on forever every and ever. Every time you kill one terrorist, another one gets created. So every time you arrest one time-traveling teen cop, there's another time-traveling teen cop. <laughs> there's infinite versions of him who are just so bitter about that one source uh, arrest. It just goes on and on. It never ends. They're going to have a lot of time-traveling teen alcoholics in this world, I think. Mm, could be. The only way to get through this, to narrow it back down again, is to try and get a lot of like uh, reality-ending cataclysms to trigger. Not all of them. You want like you want like a good 95% of all realities to be completely collapsed in some sort of reality-ending singularity. Just to kind of clean the streets up a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for that, for a, like a three percent reduction yeah, in crime rate. The streets, let's destroy several realities. Yeah, you're talking about like you're building, you're building like, uh, like universe-ending bombs that only explode. They explode. Uh, there's some sort of like random number generator, and ninety percent of them will explode. Uh, and then the rest won't. So 90% of all realities in that timeline are just completely ended. And then the t- the 10, 10% can continue on. And that just makes the struggle that much more manageable at that point. All this is making me think about is like, well, I mean, for every, like, every of all the infinite realities or whatever, those infinite time-traveling time teen cops. So I, think, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think they have 
I think they have the you know the the, the force, the resources to really handle it. Mm-hmm. But it makes me think about like getting chewed out by your captain for something. Mm-hmm. Like, God damn it, Teen Cop! You just you destroyed another fifty realities. <laughs> <laughs> you're a loose you're a loose cannon, Team Cop. You're a loose cannon. You're a loose time cannon, Team Cop. <laughs> Although he's probably not calling you teen cop since like the whole force is all teen cops. I'm going to take your badge and your teenage card. You're no longer a teenager. No. You're going to be paying for lunches at school from now on. No more double lunches. Now you're an adult you're cop. You're an adult cop. No more time traveling for you. Teen cop, meet your partner. Adult cop. Or lion cop. <laughs> adult lion cop. He's totally burned out. That could be fun. It's a future where lion could be your cop. Mm. Except that they go back into a, a past. Um... They have to go. They have to go undercover as as actual past. Well, lines. they go back into the past <laughs> and compete against your parents about whether or not they can have you. And then the... there's a drug bust going down in West Africa. <laughs> we need to get. We need to get troops on the ground there. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out though that adult lion cops um, actually, in another reality, killed Teen Time Cops' parents in the trials. Yeah. Ooh, good God! I would watch this show. Oh, I'd watch the show. What if you're your own dad? Uh, I mean, is that at all related to the ideas we have here, or is this just a question? No, that no, no. Cody... Hold on. no, no, no. I'm just asking this. I'm just asking this as a question. Imagine, imagine you're your own dad. You're your own dad, and you live in a timeline where you're both the same age and your roommates. <laughs> and one of them is functionally retarded because he's <laughs> completely inbred uh... on a profound. Well, on a you, new level. you are your own dad. That means you are both your own dad and your own son. So if one of them is functionally <laughs> retarded, you both are. Because it's the uh... same person. Oh, there's like that's like a recursive retardation that just like compounds itself though. Like if the cycle continues over and over again, like you just complete degeneracy. Now now imagine um. this is all taking place in a in a situation in a timeline where people don't know there's time traveling. So people just assume that you're very similarly you, you your two friends who look very similar who live together and are very so you have to up. just you just have to kind of live out your life in a, in a normal american 2018 way without letting on the fact that you're both each other's dad <laughs> who gets to set the curfew like yeah you, who has jurisdiction for your dad yes hey, well, fuck it what fucking curfew how many what steve with steven with your roommate who sets your curfew who do you right call now, when man? you farted Oh my god, oh, no. that's a I guess it's actually not that bad because you can technically just tell yourself you're like hey you fart you just like I farted. Hey, hey dad, I farted. I know, son. I know. I was there. Every time. <sighs> time traveling teen cop. You know the dad farting one is actually probably gonna be really good for <laughs> Like helping you maintain your relationship with your father, because yeah. I'm sure there are a lot of people who like really struggle with their dads, like as they get older. And they... Yeah, it gives you gives you something. Do you know? How, oh man, how awkward would that be when somebody is in like a subway or at a party? Say you're at a party or something like that, right? And somebody, you're all having a conversation, and somebody just lets one rip in the middle of the conversation, and they just stand there, and they don't call their dad. Awkward. Awkward. Party. Is it because well, that's when that's when that's what. And then all of a sudden, us all of a sudden, a rift in time appears next to you, and a time traveling team <laughs> sticks out. No, and books them. But is it is it because is, that's a that's a law in the future? But is it because he's <laughs> is it because he's a scoff law, or is it because he does he have a dad or not? Is his dad dead? 
it's, everybody's very awkward all of a sudden. They don't know if they're with a hardened oh, criminal or to feel bad for the guy because he doesn't have a dad anymore. Or maybe he doesn't know who his dad is. It, it definitely becomes, it's no longer that you farted that people are awkward. It's that you don't call your dad immediately. <laughs> people are just like, he's not He's not calling his dad. All, the, all of a sudden, the, the, the conversation stops and they're just like, Jeff, I'm so sorry, man. When did it happen? I never knew my dad. So it's just like, so the cancer took him finally. <laughs> we we just heard the other day. We we heard that you you farted and didn't call your dad. I'm, I'm real sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So sorry. So sorry. My, my my dearest dearest feelings for you. My farts go out to you. No, no, my, my no. Sorry, uh, I just forgot. My dad's just fine. I'm calling the fucking cops. <laughs> oh, in that case, what? What if? What is the first instance of a time cop, a time traveling team cop? Sorry, a t- appearing is like you call nine one one, but you accidentally put like one extra time oh. digit in. You didn't so think you call them from like and you actually yeah. call the future cops, and they send the time cop in, and that that opens the floodgate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. That unlocks the time door to your time. Yeah, they get your coordinates yeah, exactly. now. Your space-time yeah. coordinates. Oh, that's true. Cause, yeah, that's true. Because if you're traveling through time, like, Earth is constantly moving. So if I travel a future in the time, uh, uh, like, if I travel, future, if I travel <laughs> a year into the past, I'm going to appear wherever I am now in the past, though. Which isn't on Earth. If you travel, where I'm now, if you travel three months into the past, you're out into empty space because the the Earth is in a different location. Well, exactly. And if I travel a year into the past, the Earth is still in a different location because even if it is in the same place in its orbit around the Sun, it's like the Sun is moving. Mm. So you have to have a locus. You have to have a locus. So they really you have to have like a. They really do have to lock onto your yeah. coordinates. Who knew space time travel was so complicated? Who knew? Would guess? Who knew? I think that's a good spot to wrap yeah, it up. That's that's, a, that's deal the with, world. Deal with that, listeners. <laughs> deal with that. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody who submitted. Um, I want to say thank you to Tossers Delight, Twelve Time Tony, Sordo, Human Rocket, Chef Robert Irvine, Starbeard Boy, and uh, Touch My Water, the CEO, who <laughs> uh, <laughs> got two in this week. Uh, thanks so much. We can't do this without you guys. Um, yeah. Hop on to Reddit, search for Disposable Worlds, um, find our subreddit, and give us crazy ideas that we can do these horrible things to. Um, hop onto our Facebook account, just say hi, comment, uh, leave us feedback, catch us on our website, radbotproductions.com, where you can find past episodes um, and you can find other projects that we're working on as well and subscribe to us um leave us some feedback let us know how we're doing um again thanks can't do it without you and thank you to Belafonte for the use of our theme song bastion off of their ep prime meridian uh, thanks that's it there that's she blows a, and there she blows, she blows. <laughs> <laughs>